Recruiters typically spend very little time looking at job applications and resumes and LinkedIn profiles. So make sure that yours is easily comprehensible at a glance, that you're not adding too much information in it that is not linked to what you're trying to achieve and the sort of professional that you are and the sort of jobs that you want to get. Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Job Hunting Podcast. Today, we're diving into some vital tips for job applications. Those are tips that I have been talking about for a long time. If you're a diehard fan of the Job Hunting Podcast, you may have listened to some of them, but they are going to be discussed today by me in a very different way. We're going to blend traditional advice that you may have listened to in the past with modern tools like AI and other powerful tools like LinkedIn. There's so much that LinkedIn can offer now. So if you're ready to take your job hunting to the next level, let's jump in. Navigating the job application process can be so overwhelming. And I have compiled these seven tips based on my own personal experience as a former corporate professional. So to give you a bit of background, you know, I was made redundant back in 2018 from a quite senior role in a university here in Australia. And I decided that was it. (laughs) I was in my late 40s and it was probably a decade earlier than I thought I would be done with looking for new roles, but I was so energized to start my own business. And I started with consulting. I knew I wanted to transition into career coaching. I started the Job Hunting Podcast in 2019 in October. So we're almost four years old. And I then during the pandemic completely transitioned into career coaching. It has been the best thing that I have done. It could have gone all wrong, but it didn't. Thank goodness. And I'm very happy. But I first wrote these tips back in 2011. If you listened to the previous episode, I mentioned that I found an old blog on WordPress that I had completely forgotten about. And I decided to capture some of these ideas, recycle them and update them to 2023 when we're recording this episode. You will see that these tips are classic, they're basic, but think of them as a good list so that when you're doing job applications, you can tick, tick, tick. If you've done them, good for you. But maybe you have forgotten along the way some of these tips. And because I've noticed that these mistakes are very common with my new clients, people that book consultations with me, people that book LinkedIn audits with me, I felt like, oh, wow, (laughs) we still need to talk about them. I have updated them, as I said, by integrating real-life scenarios to make it super clear for you that tech tools like ChatGPT and other AI tools and the web and LinkedIn and coaching can provide different insights depending on how you feel you are performing with each of these seven tips. So I'm going to give some recommendations and guidance to enhance your job application and, of course, help you advance your career and get your next awesome job. So tip number one, stick 
to the guidelines. Oh dear, oh dear. Sticking to the instructions of the job application is so important. When an application process specifies a method or a format, you have to adhere to it. Your resume or cover letter could be overlooked simply because you didn't follow directions. Remember, it's not about how you want to present your information, it's about how the employer wants to receive it. It is very tempting to use unconventional tactics, like I said, but more often than not, you will end up either annoying the employer if it's a small business and they don't use ATS, the applicant tracking system, or you are not going to go through the ATS and be shortlisted at the end of the software sort of assessment of your application. Okay, so let's talk about tech and AI tools that are used for job applications that really require you to stick to the guidelines. So AI-driven recruitment process require the candidate, you, to autofill your details based on the guidelines that they have provided for you. you. If you have been applying for jobs lately, you may have seen this happen. They ensure that you submit the information in the format that is desired by the employer. The employer has invested quite a lot of money, quite a lot of time in developing these ATS systems and slightly tailored. They may, even if they bought it off the shelf, they may have slightly tailored it to their needs. So, you know, if you could please go online and look at an organization like Pymetrics. There will be a link in the episode show notes. It's P-Y-M-E-T-R-I-C-S. So if you apply for a job with a company that has invested in Pymetrics as part of their job application process, you will receive an invitation to use the platform and then it will ask you a question and it's an application that tailors your what you submit based on the company guidelines, ensuring that you meet specific format requirements. So it's important to be familiar with how these tools work and save your answers so that when you're typing them in these boxes, that you save them in a Word document or a Google Doc and recycle them in future job applications, okay? So this is really important to save you time and to make your job application and your job hunting more efficient. And then looking at LinkedIn, if you've been applying for jobs using LinkedIn, you may have noticed that there is an easy apply feature that often streamlines the application process by using data from your LinkedIn profile to fit the employer's templates. Now, this is why one of the reasons, there are many reasons why, but this is one of the reasons why it's important to have a great profile for job seeking. Now, I am working on a short course about LinkedIn for job seekers. This is going to be so important because although there are lots of LinkedIn little courses out there and some of them are pretty good, many of them are not really designed for job hunting. They are designed for business owners like myself. They are designed for people that want to build their profile and be thought leaders in their industry. That's very different from a profile for job seeking. 
job-seeking profiles, they need to be designed in such a way that makes this easy apply feature on LinkedIn really streamlined. That also makes you easy to find for recruiters that have the recruitment platform that LinkedIn sells for recruitment agencies and for HR departments. So, you know, if there is an applicant and he sees a job posting on LinkedIn with the quick apply button, he clicks it and LinkedIn will auto-populate the application using the details from his profile. And this happens also with the ATS system. If you have been applying, you know this. So, This is the thing that if we go a step back, we need to also remember how to do a resume in a format that similarly to how your profile on LinkedIn will make it easier for the easy apply button to populate the template. Same happens with your resume and some ATS softwares used by employers. I have a client, he's now working with me for three months, but he started off with one-on-one consultations. And one of the first things that we did together in one of those consultations was to update his resume in instantly he saw a huge difference in being shortlisted for jobs. Now, he had been applying for roles prior to redoing his resume in a consultation with me, and he wasn't getting through. And as soon as he worked with me on making the resume ATS compliant, through one hour consultation, he got all of the sort of following interviews. Now we're working together because he's not getting interviews. <laughs> well, he's getting interviews, but he hasn't really converted from interviews to, to getting an offer. And we're going to work together on that. And three months is more than enough. So that will be something to consider as well. And that's what a coach can do. So a career coach can guide you on the importance of that adherence to guidelines, share insights on how different companies prioritize this and how different recruiters work, depending on what level of seniority you are in the corporate world. You know, I can, if it was with me, I I would be able to sort of give you guidance on how different recruiters work. And, you know, remind clients of mine about the fact that they deviated from guidelines that I've given them, that the recruiters have given them, and then they didn't go through. I have a client that has happened to her like last week. So she applied and got almost to, you know, a job offer so much so that we drafted together a message on LinkedIn to the employer asking for feedback as to why she didn't get the job. And the employer wrote like an essay (laughs) explaining that, you know, it was really a close call and she wants to expand her team and will keep her in mind. There was no feedback really to give except, you know, the other candidate had a little bit more of a specific experience that she was hoping for this person to hit the ground running. But other than that, she interviewed really well, yada, yada. So why am I saying this? Because after this application, my client went and applied for two other jobs and didn't even get an interview. And she had forgotten some of the guidelines that I had given her as to how to apply for jobs that convert. (laughs) And we're going back to basics. So that's what coaches do. They're like, okay, you have forgotten all these steps and all the patterns of success that you've learned from this amazing job application. I know you didn't get the job, but that was a really close call. And let's continue to use that recipe over and over again because it's a successful recipe. 
And hopefully now she can really clearly see that that's the case. So that's how a coach can help you stick to the guidelines. Now, tip number two, mind your language. Misplaced apostrophes and incorrect grammar can make a poor first impression. No doubt about it. Get someone proficient in English to proofread your application. Somebody from the sector or the industry is ideal because they will know the jargons and the type of narrative that is used in that geographical location or in that sector or that this particular organization. The more sort of the closer you get to that organization in terms of proofreading, the best, the best. It's really important. And if you're applying for a job in a country with different English dialects, be sure that your application uses the appropriate version. So, for example, everything I write is in American English. It's just so much easier for me. I have clients everywhere. I have clients in the UK, Canada, in Australia, of course, New Zealand. And I need to let them know, look, my Grammarly is set for American English and you need to adapt it to wherever you are in the world. I have clients in the Middle East. So this is important. So in terms of tech tools that can help you with being very clear about the language, I'm a big fan of Grammarly. This is not sponsored. I wish it was because I recommend it to all my clients and I recommend the paid version if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, at least the free version. It can really help you refine your language and correct mistakes in real time with everything. Whatever you open that pops up, it could be those ATS platforms like Pymetrics. It could be a LinkedIn post or something in your profile that you want to update. It could be a Word document. Grammarly will open and there will be a little red or purple dot on the bottom right hand side of that box or that document and it will continuously give you ideas for improvement on grammar and in tone and just making it clear changing your sentences around to make whatever you're writing really clear so you know just things like misspelling a word let's say opportunity you know the grammarly can fix that so easily and if you can correct at least the grammar before submission but most importantly most importantly people tend to waffle and waffle and write very long sentences and grammarly will certainly pick up on that and make whatever you're trying to say much easier to read of course, there's ChatGBT as well, and ChatGBT can really help transform your job application. So if you are not familiar with ChatGBT and you want to understand how to use it and how to prompt it, I have created a document that you can download when you subscribe to my newsletter. I also have a podcast where I discuss this. I have a webinar that I did with a headhunting company, an executive search company here in Australia called Watermark, and I'll put all the links below. So getting the workbook with all the prompts can really help. And even then, I would be very careful and make sure that you correct the English because it will come as an American English. And if you are in the UK, you want to correct that. But sometimes I copy paste something out of ChatGPT and put it wherever I need to put it and then Grammarly will come in and give me so much better versions <laughs> so it's a combination of using those things plus your own tone sometimes I go back and I'm like oh I would never use that word so I have to take that word out because it's not part of my normal vocabulary 
And then how can a coach help you with language? A coach can definitely review your application for language accuracy and provide feedback on how to improve how you articulate and express yourself. This is one of the things that I think my ongoing private clients use the most. <laughs> In between sessions, I am on call for them. And, you know, if they need to write a, a little email, a little message to a recruiter or to their boss, they ask me to review it. And I usually change things and chop things around a lot. And that's, you know, something that I do for them. And then I also educate them as to why I did it. And, you know, that it usually has to do with storytelling techniques and going straight to the point and being very clear about what you're trying to communicate and what you're trying to achieve. So I do that a lot. And there's nothing like having a proper coach for that in my books. So, you know, one of the things that I think you can usually start paying attention to as well and I see that a lot with people that send me messages on LinkedIn and want my guidance or send me a quick email text speak doesn't belong in professional communications I know I'm not a future employer for you if you have tried to reach out to me but you still want to have that professional communication wherever you're engaging with your professional network and a coach is included in that so it's really important to have those thorough understanding of the modern business etiquette and again you know as a coach I do help my clients a lot a lot including you know how to write when you're attending a Zoom webinar, for example, or you're participating in teams, you know, very recently gave lots of tips to clients on those two things. Tip number three, keep it simple. Your background and heritage might have unique intricacies, but remember to tailor your resume to your audience. Everybody feels like they have a lot that they need to say a lot to explain why they're at at this point in time when they're looking for a job. Chances are you're probably over explaining. So certain details don't really add value to your application. So you really need to simplify them. And how can AI tools help? So AI-based resume scanners or optimizers can provide feedback on clarity and the complexity of your resume. There are lots of AI-based resume scanning tools out there. Choose one. Some of them are free and some of them offer like a free first version and then you have to pay to access some of the reports. They are not perfect. But that's not the point. You know, we're not really seeking perfection. We're seeking feedback. I also like to use ChatGPT to create great objective resumes with my clients. It's all about prompting. I teach my clients how to do that both my private ongoing clients and people that book consultations with me and even people that book LinkedIn audits with me are now getting a lot of feedback on how to use tools like ChatGPT to help them keep things simple by using ChatGPT to help them with the first drafts of whatever they're trying to write. In terms of LinkedIn, LinkedIn's interface is designed for simplicity. It has a very simple template and you should use that template well. There is a reason why those boxes are there. Some of them designed to help job seekers. Well, actually, they're all designed to help job seekers, but it's really how you add the content in them that really highlights that you are a job seeker and not a, let's say, a business owner. 
So I always tell people, don't do what I do. I'm not looking for work. I am a business owner and I'm looking for clients. So I position myself very different from what I recommend my clients to do when positioning themselves. You know, a few things are the same, but mostly they're not. And sometimes when I go to do LinkedIn audits, I have can remember quite a few recent ones where, you know, I send out a questionnaire after the person buys the LinkedIn audit and they say, oh, you know, I've got my LinkedIn reviewed recently by somebody else, but I'm still not getting any jobs. And I looked at their LinkedIn and whoever did their LinkedIn review reviewed it as if that person is like a business owner and looking for clients. It's a very different language and narrative and pitch and approach, even the banner next to the profile photo. Everything screams business. <laughs> it doesn't scream corporate professional. And that's the difference, right? So it's a platform that is misused by a lot of corporate professionals that have gotten bad advice for what they're trying to achieve. Yeah, so something to think about as well when you're designing your LinkedIn and trying to get results from it and understand how it works. Recruiters typically spend very little time looking at job applications and resumes and LinkedIn profiles. So make sure that yours is easily comprehensible at a glance, that you're not adding too much information in it that is not linked to what you're trying to achieve and the sort of professional that you are and the sort of jobs that you want to get. Tip number four, connect the dots. Your application shouldn't be about your achievements or a repetition of the job description that you are, you know, of the job you're trying to get. Instead, it should draw parallels between your achievements and the job description. Show how your experience has prepared you, specifically you, for this role, right? So drawing parallels between what you have done in the past and what you will be asked to do in the future if you get that job. That's the secret sauce, connecting the dots. Don't expect others to read your application and find those, you know, little, how do they say it? Easter eggs, <laughs> right? So they don't need to do the egg hunt. You need to give them all the eggs. How can AI or other tech tools help you? So there are AI tools that can match your resume or skills with job descriptions, highlighting areas of alignment. ChatBT can do that with, you know, a series of prompts. I teach my clients how to use AI designing that. They're could be others there already working on sort of doing this and creating this alignment inside Reset Your Career, which is a little online course that I have. I actually taught people how to do that alignment before ChatGPT. And I think it's really important to even, you know, before using ChatGPT to actually understand what this means. So there's a masterclass there about how to apply for jobs that teaches people how to do that. And I'm, I'm very proud of that specific masterclass because it's really gamify and make it fun. And I think it's important to sort of have a bit of fun when you're looking for work. And yeah, so it's gamifying the whole process of applying for jobs. And, you know, we use different highlighters and 
I love it. I actually do think it's a great way to begin understanding how to do this. Because once you understand how to do this, you will start writing cover letters differently. You will start thinking differently about how you're going to answer job interview questions and so forth. So consider that, but also know that there are ways out there to use AI tools like ChatGPT to do that weaving and draw that those parallels with very sophisticated prompting. And how can I co well, did I say LinkedIn? No, I haven't spoken about LinkedIn. So let's talk about LinkedIn. So LinkedIn can be used to research, right? Research employees in your target role. You should do that always anonymously. So in private mode, you should be able to use LinkedIn to go on people's profiles and, you know, how do they position themselves on LinkedIn? What is their activity looks like on LinkedIn? Do they have an activity at all? So notice the keywords that they use, the experiences, that they have. So looking at current employees in the company that you're targeting is really important, even if it's not the company that you're targeting, but it's the, you know, the sort of same level and same equivalent job title. It's important to do that because you may come to several realizations some of them you may not like, <laughs> but, you know, it's important to do that. I remember a client that was aiming at a job in an insurance company, medical insurance company here in Australia. And when she told me that, oh, you know, I just saw this job. I really like this company. I really wanted to apply. I, I as a coach, immediately knew that that job wasn't well paid. I just knew it, you know, that's all I do. I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm not good at doing her job, but I'm definitely good at doing my job. But I didn't want to tell her like, oh, I don't think it, it's the right pay level. I don't think it's the right level for you. What I told her to do is I said, okay, that's fine. Why don't you go on LinkedIn on private mode and figure out who your boss is, who your colleagues are, and then come back to me and then we can work on this application together. She wrote to me a few hours later saying, nope, it's not for me. <laughs> so that is how LinkedIn can help you in trying to connect the dots for you before you start spending huge amount of time and energy into an application that is not right for you. And that's what a coach can do. So they can guide you and help you tailor your experiences to a specific role, help you understand the difference between roles and the difference between sectors and industries. AI can't do that at the moment. Thank goodness, because then I, it means I still have a lot of work to do. But it can really help you present that cohesive narrative across the different platforms and different ways that you connect with your network professionally. So, you know, things like restructuring a CV, also to help connect the dots in a different sector or industry. You know, those transferable skills that a lot of people struggle to convey and then complain that the employer didn't understand. Well, I think that there is a bit of homework for the candidates to draw those parallels. And, you know, maybe a coach can help you see things that you're not seeing at the moment as to what's missing out in the narrative and why the employers are not considering you for roles that you know you can do. So we need to work on that. And sometimes a coach is needed for that. All right. Tip number five. Think business. Approach the application process like a business proposal. Identify the employer's needs and demonstrate how hiring you would address those needs. Sell your value proposition convincingly. 
Now, this is so important because I am a big advocate for career professionals, professionals in the corporate sector, nonprofit government, to see themselves as revenue-making machines, <laughs> not machines, but, you know, individuals, and think about, you know, how much money will I make throughout my career and what is what is it that I want to achieve 10, 20, 30 years from now? And how am I going to position myself so that my career is sustainable over time or advances over time or changes over time? Those strategies need to be thought through because it affects everything about how you present yourself to that next employer if you're looking for a job, if you're in transition. You need to sell a convincing value proposition to them so that they can invest in you. When people are hiring, they're looking for the best possible and unfortunately for you, most conservative, most employers are conservative, most conservative investment that they can make and they will be thinking, okay, I think this person will be great. They will probably do this job for, let's say, three years. <laughs> Hopefully they will stay here. And that may be an investment for them of, I don't know, 300K, 400K, if you think about all of the other things that they need to do in terms of taxes and all of that. It could be 500K total. It could be a million, right? So they are thinking like that. They have to think long term. So you need to think like that as well. Okay, now, how can tech tools help you? If you go to Google, if you go to media outlets, you can do thorough market analysis to help you understand the business needs of specific companies, specific industries, sectors, countries, and really allow you to tailor your application accordingly. I'm a big fan of Google Alerts. I'm a big fan of reading newspapers every morning, not just any news. Of course, you can read about sports or whatever it is that rocks your boat. But if you're specific about, in my case, it's, you know, career coaching, right? So I'm always reading the news about the job market, recruitment trends. You know, I, I, I read blogs from very important recruiters that operate globally. And I I see reports from government as well as company research companies like Gartner and even LinkedIn has great research as well. And I'm always reading about that. So whatever you do, you need to be really in the loop about what's happening in your sector. So getting those insights into whatever is the growing demand for the sustainable solutions in your industry, what's coming up and new, new ways of working in your profession is really important, right? LinkedIn, how can LinkedIn help? LinkedIn can help you do research on the company because in addition to looking at the company's website, the company's employees are mostly probably on LinkedIn if you're like any of any one of my clients. So look for, you know, the shared values, the objectives and and the way people have been hired in the past, you know, what are the precedents that can allow you to make a great case for yourself, incorporate them in your application. 
So I'm a big fan of studying mission statements and educating yourself on what the next strategy is. In my past, when I applied for jobs, if the most up-to-date annual report wasn't available, let's say it was a July to June calendar year, it was September, it wasn't still up on the website, I would call the recruiter or the employee and say, is it possible for me to have in confidence whatever version is available of the most up-to-date annual report. I mean, that shows that you care and that you really want to dig deep and and understand the situation for the organization. And I think it's really worth doing that sort of investigative research as you apply for, for roles that are important to you. But LinkedIn can certainly help you navigate and understand who your future colleagues would be and really does help write good job applications when you know And coaches can train you on how to approach job applications with that business mindset, what it really means, what sort of value proposition you have, what sort of candidate you are in the competition, because a coach is working with other clients as well. So it really is probably better able to identify, are you the ideal candidate? Are you a dark horse? What sort of position and strategy will best help you get this job? So that's usually how I work with consultations and private clients and group coaching clients as well. Tip number six, dial in. Okay, so phone calls are a really important part of job hunting. If you haven't been calling anybody for a long time, (laughs) it's time for you to get acquainted with that thing that you carry around with you all the time, looking at it constantly. And remember that you can actually call people and that people will be calling you as part of the recruitment process. Knowing how to present yourself on a phone call is vital right? Whether it's a call to a recruiter or a potential employer or a a referee that you need to reconnect with, somebody in your network that can give you intelligence about the job that you want to apply for, you need to have the confidence to use the phone and give that person a call. If you can, gain some experience (laughs) before you get those calls because you want to be grounded and ready to receive those calls. It's really important. Phone calls are a very big part of the recruitment process. So in terms of tech tools that can help you with this tip of phone calls, (laughs) this is kind of a bit broader than just phone calls, but I think it's a really important thing to design some sort of individual CRM solution for yourself. Maybe you can use a tool out there. I'm a big fan of Microsoft, but in the past I've used all different things like Notion. I can't remember the other names, but I'll put links below. So some sort of sort of task system to help you follow up with employers and recruiters and referees and individuals in your network so that you continue to nurture those connections. If they call you back, that you know who they are. I remember being very confused sometimes because, you know, many of the jobs I was applying for had similar job titles and, and, oh gosh, it was just so hard to know exactly which job the person was talking about. So I had to create 
like a spreadsheet and be very meticulous about updating everything. So there are lots of little CRM solutions that you can use. I mean, if you have a job like the ones I used to have, so I used to be a relationship manager and then an account manager and business development was always my thing. So of course, for me, maintaining context was really important and I just found yesterday all of my my business cards that I still have would you believe I probably should throw them away but I'm so attached to them but you know making sure for example in terms of LinkedIn that you have everybody connected on LinkedIn I mean if you've worked with somebody if you've studied or if they've been your neighbors If they are on LinkedIn, you should be connected with them unless you don't like them, right? But if you do and if you have enjoyed working with them and you know them, connect with them on LinkedIn. So the messaging platform on LinkedIn as well is a great alternative to emails and maybe some some calls as well. I know recruiters really have been using the messaging platform on LinkedIn. It's a way to approach and keep in touch with employers and references. I've just mentioned before that a client of mine asked for the person who interviewed her to give some feedback. She did that via LinkedIn message and it worked beautifully. To be fair, they had been in touch via LinkedIn message all through that application. So it wasn't out of the blue messaging. They had already been in touch through LinkedIn message about the job from the beginning. So sending a polite message to the hiring manager on LinkedIn, expressing your interest in a role is also okay. I know tip one was to follow instructions, but this is okay, right? This is not out of the ordinary. And I think sometimes a coach can help you know where the line is. You know, sometimes people haven't really applied for jobs in years, have never used LinkedIn And they won't know what the etiquette is. And then working with a coach can kind of help that. So a coach can really help you develop that confidence in your communication skills using phone, LinkedIn, email, (laughs) and conduct, you know, mock calls and and prepare you for those shortlisting conversations that recruiters say it's informal, but they are not informal. They're part of the recruitment process. So it's important for you to be ready for them and, and feel courageous and confident when employers reach out to answer those calls. Don't let them go to voicemail. If you can answer them, if you're at home, you should answer them because that's when, you you know, you have to hit it when it's hot. Is that what you say? (laughs) That's when they're interested in talking to you. So why would you wait? You know, talk to them right there and then. Fast sometimes is better than perfect. Okay. Tip number seven and final tip. Do your homework. As you advance in your career, in-depth research should become second nature to you. Okay, understand your chosen sector and zero in on specific organizations that you'd like to join. Sometimes I start working with clients and, and I ask them, tell me about the organizations that you foresee as great places for you to work. If they don't, they, if they don't know, then I know we have a lot of work to do. (laughs) All right. So job seekers, ensure that you understand the recruitment trends and company cultures of organizations you're eyeing. One thing that I really love, this person hasn't really come back to me yet, but he, him and I had a a discovery call, I don't know, maybe 10 days ago. And we were talking about different organizations. And I said, and what about such and such? I'm not going to name the organization. And he said, 
oh no that's not for me you know I'm pretty familiar with their culture and the way that they work and I don't think I would be a good fit I think that's great you know if he signs up I'll probably challenge him on that a little bit so that I can understand him and but I like that he has done that research that he has sort of identified what works for him and what doesn't work for him and as a coach of course I need to get to know that to better support him so I thought that was really interesting that insight so set realistic goals for your career advancement based on the research based on the knowledge that you have of your targeted companies in their hiring practices and tech tools can help you for sure do the market analysis that will provide you with insight into company performance culture hiring trends I don't think AI is the right thing to do here. I don't think ChatGPT, at least ChatGPT isn't. Maybe there are other tools there that are more sort of aligned, but thing, things like Google, Google Alerts, I think are the best things. And I go to Google, type the organization, go to news instead of just the normal feed that you get and really need the most important information there about the organization in the area. If it's a very large one, read it in the area of your expertise. And then in terms of LinkedIn, again, you know, the company's page, their updates, what they're posting, their activities, their employees will all help you understand the culture and operations better. If you're in government, for example, you might go on LinkedIn and find zero, nothing. (laughs) There will be a company page there and a bunch of employees that don't post. And depending on which agency they work for or government department they work for, They shouldn't be posting on LinkedIn or Twitter or anywhere, right? So that is the culture of the place and how they need to operate as public servants. And you need to understand that that's what would be expected of you as well. I There are workarounds that I work with my clients where that's where I think the coach can come in to provide you with insights like that and how to readjust to a different environment if you're moving from corporate to government or from government to nonprofit and so forth and helping you guide your research helping you find uh, better research tools that you can use depending where you are in the world and what sort of areas of expertise you have and definitely you know I really enjoy doing that with clients because I love doing the research so in this ever-evolving job market everyone blending the traditional strategies and tips and incorporating AI tools tech tools ChatGPT, and other platforms like LinkedIn is really important and can make all the difference and as you advance in your job hunt please remember these tips and these examples and stay proactive stay informed and always be prepared Thank you so much for joining me today in this episode of the Job Hunting Podcast. If you're interested in other episodes like this, I will add a couple of suggestions for you in the links mentioned below. Sorry, but I'm not mentioning them now. I need to go and do my research and find. I will find at least two episodes that you can listen to. So let's say it will be the one where I interview ChatGPT. And it will be the one where I answer some questions about how to use ChatGPT on your job application. So I will add them, the two, in the links below. And don't forget to subscribe to my weekly newsletter, because if you're subscribed to my weekly newsletter, you will never miss a new episode. 
course, there's an archive of great, of great episodes for you to listen to. So wherever you found us, just keep following, press the follow button and have a look at the archive. There are over 200 episodes. We're almost four years old now. And I wish you all the very best in your job hunting journey. Keep in touch, subscribe to the newsletter, and I would love to keep in touch with you. Bye for now. See you next time.